You are listening to CJRU 12:80 a.m. in Toronto. My name is Michael, and today something special. As our host Nicole DiDonato recently spoke with Toronto-based singer-songwriter Adrian Underhill, who will release his debut album "See You Again." February 9th via Indica Records. The 10-song album is filled with smoldering electro soul, slow jams, and plain spoken vulnerability. In the interview, Nicole talked to Adrian about his songwriting process, some highlights from the new album, which you'll also get to hear, and the album release show. Let's take a listen. Hey Adrian, how's it going? It's going well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. So to begin, I wanted to ask you, um, just to get a bit of a background, how did you first get into music? Well, um, depends on how far back we're going to go. But uh, I grew up in a house full of music. My mom is a piano teacher and my dad is a composer and teaches music as well. Um, in Vancouver. So grew up with a lot of music around. Uh, I grew up starting playing cello. I played cello for like 10 years and uh, I was also singing in choir. Sometimes I feel like I had so much, like so many chances to learn music that I should be a lot better than I am. <laughs> oh no. I've, <laughs> I've kind of ignored, I, I've gotten so many like lucky chances to sing in a choir, to take music lessons. And I've kind of like ignored a lot of like theory and stuff. And I'm starting to try and like teach myself some of that again. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of grew up doing that. And, and then as a teenager, I stopped playing cello and started playing guitar for quite a while. And then like about three years ago, I kind of stopped playing guitar and trying to start trying to teach myself how to play uh, piano and keys and stuff. And then that's kind of how this batch of songs came about was just like, okay, here's a new instrument. Uh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> how does that change songwriting? Uh, and that kind of sparked some new ideas. I want to talk a bit now about your songwriting process. So how does that work for you exactly? Most of these songs just started with a keyboard part and a, a vocal line and, and a little drum machine like sitting there. I've got this little drum machine. It's got like, you know, six sounds and you just sit there and you press the buttons. It looks like a more like a calculator from the 80s than it does a musical instrument. You know, it's kind of like having these simple tools sometimes helps you to just get an idea down in its most simplest form. It's like kind of the parallel to writing on an acoustic guitar, probably. Yeah, so that's kind of how most of these songs were written was was just with those kind of key elements. And then after that, starting to think about, OK, what would more vocals do what would you know these different parts do what would happen if we hired some great musicians and then just said like hey play on top of this like what what happens then so it's kind of starting from a, a simple point and then trying to grow it and and you know make it more interesting for the final product I really do think you have this very like honest and like raw approach to um, your lyrics that makes it very relatable and just very real too. I feel like you're not really trying to hide anything. It's a very kind of like straightforward thing that you're getting across, but it's like mm -hmm. such a beautiful thing. So 
Yeah, I really, I really love how you how you do that specifically with your music. And now I want to talk about your debut album, See You Again, which is being released on Indica Records. How do you hope that people react to this album? Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this is my first time kind of like really putting out a full-length record under my own name. I'm just, you know, I'm excited just for people to hear it. And I have no you know, predetermined idea of how I want people to react. It's just, it's going to be exciting to, to let people hear it and, and listen to it. And, you know, that'll be enough. <laughs> so it's 10 songs on the album. And I was kind of wondering, um, in terms of like the themes, um, what are they on the record? What are some ideas that you um, tend to explore um, in the record as a whole? Yeah, I mean, um, I touched on it a little bit earlier. I mean, there's some songs about love. There's some songs about, um, uh, I don't know, what are some songs you want to talk about? Well, perfect. The first one I wanted to talk about was <laughs> See You Again. So we can talk about that one first, the title track. Um, yeah, tell me a bit about that one and the inspiration for it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty sort of straightforward song, but um, for me, the the sentiment is, you know, just honest and, and relatable hopefully. And, and I wanted to kind of like put a, a spin on it that it kind of, some of the lyrics kind of like give an opening to involve the listener at it and for you to kind of become the singer of the song or the hearer of the song. Um, those are some things I think that are interesting about it, but you know, it's one of the more sort of straightforward, more straightforward themes, but I think I just wrote it from feeling those feelings and, and hopefully that means something and you can hear that in the finished product. We separate people, we have different minds, two different hearts, but they are
that song is definitely one of my favorites, and I like too what you cool. just what you just said about how um, you know it's kind of straightforward, and I feel like that that's a good thing. I mean, I think that you know some songs are it's really hard to know kind of what like what it means and I, and I know usually like songs are, are pretty universal in terms of you know people can kind of take what they will from it but I like how yours is a very like um like it's it's simple yet also complex but just it's a very it's a very interesting experience to listen to your music just because I feel like it is like I said before just a very honest um like raw kind of thing and it's very confessional as well so I think it's mm-hmm. it's interesting that that's kind of your approach to that um and is there like why why do you um think that you write like that is that just kind of always how you've done it or have you tried being a little bit more abstract or yeah yeah no that's a, that's a good point I really have tried other things in the past and I've I've tried more as you say, abstract writing, more kind of trying to be more poetic in certain ways. But, you know, I just, I just found that my most true voice was being as simple as possible and using as few words as possible to kind of say something. So the key to like writing all these songs was finding something that I really honestly believed or felt. And then from there, just trying to say it sort of in a very simple way, because that, I don't know, for some reason, that's what works for me and what feels the most honest. And at the end, I'm like, I like this song. I can stand behind this song and um, I don't know, not be embarrassed by it or, you know, mm-hmm. it's, that's kind of what I, what was guiding me. I was like, what, how do I create a song or create music that I'm going to feel good about at the end of the day and, and I'm going to be proud of and, um, the, uh, the biggest part of that was trying to figure out how to be honest in a song because it's hard, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I, you start many times and then you kind of like start and stop and you're like, uh, I'm not really being honest. I'm not really saying anything that means something, you know, deeply means something to me. And you start again and you keep going until you're starting to get somewhere. I think that that's again another key point is is the honesty, right? And I think that you know a lot of I feel like the songs that people are most drawn to are the ones that are the most honest and are the ones that are most relatable because they are so honest. You know what I mean? So I think that mm-hmm. the fact that that's kind of your priority in terms of like you know when you're writing songs, that's something you're always keeping in mind is a really good thing because I think that you know especially nowadays too, like you know you hear stuff on the radio all the time and sometimes you're like, okay, but is this really like an authentic thing or is this just like are you just talking about material things that don't mm-hmm. really matter? You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I mean, like, the caveat to all of that is that this is just what works for me. Like, you know, I I love lyricists who do all kinds of different things. I mean, I wish I could be Joni Mitchell, but I'm never going to be Joni Mitchell, and that style of writing isn't my style of writing. So, you know, this is just what happens to work for me. The next song that I want to talk about off the album is Not Good Enough. So um, for me, this was a really, um, I really like this song. It's it's a bit of a slower track. I feel like it's it's kind of an emotional song, but also it can be a bit uplifting too. Um, uh, I really love the chorus. I think that's kind of the one thing that really um, like struck me when I first heard it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, can you, can you tell me a bit about the songwriting process for this song and yeah, just kind of how the song came about? I couldn't really pinpoint any you know, specific thing that made me write this song. I think it just, I was trying to capture 
um, something I was feeling and, and you kind of start off and you start putting words down. And I also wanted to write it in a way that wasn't, that was optimistic, you know, and that, that left some sort of possible resolution, but it's not, you know, it's not a, it's kind of lingering in that in between space where there's, you know, it's trying to look at the positives and negatives of a feeling and of being in a certain place emotionally. And I don't know, I wanted to try to write something that was more vulnerable and, and, and through that, you know, maybe speak to a vulnerability that, that we all have and that, you know, you can relate to, um, listening to this song. Um, in the chorus too, you, you always repeat, like you kind of start, um, different lines by saying like, I know I'm not the only one. And I think that that's kind of, yeah, like that kind of reassuring, um, thing that you were talking about is just like mm-hmm. us being able to kind of, you know, like it just makes you kind of feel better. Cause it's like, okay, yes, I'm feeling this. I feel alone or I feel like I'm not good enough or I feel like mm-hmm. I want to, you know, give up and run as one of your lyrics says, but, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's kind of comforting to know, okay, yeah, I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy for feeling these things.
know you also released a music video for the for Not Good Enough um, back mm-hmm. in February, so almost a year ago now. But um, yeah, how did you kind of come up with the concept for that video? And can you kind of describe it for those who haven't seen it? The video basically takes place in in like a sort of blank white space, and it has two characters, myself and another dancer, um, and they're wearing kind of large sort of uh, geometric outfits Um, and this idea sort of came about because so I made this video with um, with two friends from university um, and we basically started listening to this song and going on YouTube and just like listening to the song playing underneath all kinds of different visuals, like uh, some animated thing, like some, you know, clips from a movie, some dance stuff. And we found some footage of some German uh, ballet from the sixties with really amazing costumes. And uh, something about the, the, that visual on top of this song was really working really well. Like we didn't want to do something that was too on the nose, like too thematic mm-hmm. to the song, because as we were talking about before, the song is so, you know, straightforward in its message. It kind of was too much to try and follow that visually. So we kind of started going in a different direction was, which was like, you know, what would contrast this, but also, you know, compliment it. And, uh, and so we, we kind of spun it off from there and, and created our own version of, uh, 60s German ballet, um, and completely made it our own, but that was kind of where the idea came from. And, and a big part of that was, uh, the type of motion was this very like sort of, uh, robotic, like, not fluid motion and and something about that was just working. So that's kind of how it happened. Again, I wanted to talk about really quickly is your song, how to make a life count. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Can you tell me a bit more about this song and yeah, just anything you want to share about it? This song had a really nice transformation in the recording process. And thematically I always felt really, attached to this song and I felt like it was saying something that was important to me. Um, but it was also kind of, uh, it was, it was a bit of a, the, my demo was very chill and it was like, I don't know, is this song like interesting enough to listen to all the way through? But, um, we kept working on it and part of, uh, our recording process, we, we went to LA for a little less than a week and, and worked with some really amazing musicians there. So we had a, a drummer and a bass player and a keyboard player. Um, the drummer's Dame Funk from L.A., amazing uh, producer and beat maker. Um, and his live bass player, Keith Eady. And uh, Brandon Coleman was the keyboard player who plays with Tremazzi Washington, um, he plays with Childish Gambino. He was on the Grammys last night. Um, amazing, amazing players. And this is one song where, like, they're playing just really, like, elevated the song to a crazy next level and, and just just made the, 
made the song come alive. And, and so I really owe a lot to those guys who, you know, played on the record and especially this song that I think uh, benefited so much from, from their playing. I think that that's, um, yeah, another great kind of point is like the collaboration too. I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't realize like how much, you know, collaborating does go into music, you know, even when mm-hmm. just working with different either songwriters or, you know, um, producers and that kind of stuff. So I think, I think it's kind of cool that, you know, you were able to work with them and create this great song. Um, so yeah, it just goes to show how important that is. From time to time
know that you are having your album release show on February 8th at the Drake Underground with KCMQ. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what can people expect from that show? Um, what are your live shows like? My full band right now is a trio. So it's bass player and another singer, myself, um, and I'm playing keys. It's going to be it's going to be really fun to just like play all of these songs. I've been playing some of them the past year, but not all of them. So this will be like the first time I'm really playing all of them. Um, KCMQ is amazing musician, producer. I'm really excited that he's going to be uh, on the show. And yeah, I think it's just going to be, it's going to feel really good to just play these songs and, and let people have the record in their hands. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's going to be super fun. And especially because you have been working so hard on it, too. It's, I'm sure it's going to be great to finally see people um, enjoying the music and hearing it live. Where can people go to find out more information about you and your music? You can find me on all the kind of social media platforms. But my website it can also point you to all of those things. It's adrianunderhillmusic.com. Thank you so much. It was it was a pleasure getting to hear more about your music and your new album. And yeah, I just, I wish you the best of luck and thank you so much for taking the time. For sure. Thank you. To find out more about Adrian Underhill, visit adrianunderhillmusic.com and connect with him across social media platforms under the username at AT Underhill. Adrian Underhill performs live at the Drake Underground on February 8th for an album release party with the album See You Again available on Apple Music, Spotify, and other streaming services February 9th via Indica Records. For Nicole DiDonato and CJRU 1280 AM here in Toronto, thanks for listening.